Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 115. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Saatchi. The electronic duo from New Zealand have just released their first collection of new music for this year with the Breakfast with Ella EP. In today's episode, we're speaking with Will and Nick about how they originally came together, working with G Flip and that Diplo incident. Here we go. Our guest today is an electronic music duo from New Zealand. Having amassed millions of streams across their previous releases, Lunch with Bianca and Nights with Ruby, they've just released their brand new EP for 2021, entitled Breakfast with Ella. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Will and Nick from Saatchi. Good evening, Hello. gentlemen. How are we? Very good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Uh, where are you joining us from today? We are joining you from Auckland, New Zealand, uh, at our house in a suburb called Avondale. Um, so, yeah, it's a beautiful evening. Uh, the sun has been shining and, yeah, it's done very much feel like summer. So it's great. There are summer vibes kind of coming through Australia and New Zealand at the moment, which is um, I think everyone's kind of just chomping at the bit that little bit to get back out and do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weather the weather does have strangely a profound effect on the general mood. Eh? Everybody in Auckland's just kind of starting to get a little, like quite a significantly uh, degree more happier and kind of it's it's good. It's lovely. New Zealand has done relatively well with the pandemic and not to kind of we're going to get the pandemic talk out of the way mm. and then we'll push it to the side. But I feel like um, talking about like getting out and getting back to normal and getting back to gigs. Um, yeah, New Zealand's done relatively well in, in compared to everywhere else. Yeah, it had until um, about three months ago where we had like an outbreak of the, the Delta variant, which is similar to what happened in New South Wales and <coughs> Melbourne and stuff. So everything's just been like, um, obviously shows and stuff uh, had been cancelled. But before that, it was all like, you know, for the past 18 months, we were having full blown festival, 50,000 people festivals and, um, you know, like just, you know, life is, life is, and, you know, obviously full sports games and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll be returning to that level of normality this summer. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed. You, um, you guys were lucky enough. I think it was documented in the take me back video, but some of those festival kind of like that just seemed like otherworldly, I think last year for most, uh, most people in other countries. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, 
I think there was definitely there was shows going on in New Zealand over the summer that were the only or big, the biggest or, or only shows going on and the on, like recorded shows going on in, in the globe at that time. So it was like we kind of with that video, you know, it was kind of this novelty thing where it was kind of like, oh yeah, look look at what's going on here, um, which is you know quite bizarre. But at the same, it, it also it was kind of this be intended to be kind of like a beacon of hope and. Um, or you know, this is this is what will be coming up in um, the not so distant future, which is kind of ironic because then the rest of the world kind of came out, and now they have shows and festivals again, and we're back in lockdown. So <laughs> we're going to get there soon. Both Australia and New Zealand, we're going to get back to some form of normality soon. Um, yeah. The reason why we're chatting today is not for COVID updates, but for your EP, which is um, very very exciting. I know this has kind of been in the works for a while this year. Mm. Yeah, well, we made we made the majority of it during the last uh, lockdown, um, like with Take Me Back, who uh, we did with with G Flip. Um, that was just purely via um, via the internet, and then we managed to sneak a Australian trip in in June um, during the uh, Trans Tasman bubble time, um, and did a bunch of sessions. So that track with um, Carla Webb um, is on there on the record as well. So yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, it's kind of been this little thing that we've kind of been able to work around whatever's going around in, in the world at the moment and, and, and kind of put it all together. It's been a very, very weird but um, rewarding at times experience. Did you find it all, because this is the 30p for, for you boys, um, did you find it all, I guess, the approach of having to do things um, virtually or like over the internet different from how you guys would usually kind of um, like produce and make music? Um, not too, it's not too dissimilar to how we usually work like, or how we were working before the pandemic. Like we usually start the songs in, a ro- in the room with either just ourselves or whoever we're work- like collaborating with. And then we kind of, after that, we take them away and Will and I workshop them usually separately. And then we kind of flip the files back and forth Um remotely so it, it kind of wasn't wasn't too different but I think what the biggest change in our workflow working during the pandemic was like the the song like the ideas of the songs changed and like the sentiments and kind of what we wanted to say kind of evolved where we had written these songs in 2019 and then we kind of rewrote them and workshopped them and kind of uh, remixed them and did all the different iterations that we usually do but they kind of the meaning and the lyrical content kind of changed and shifted. I can, yeah, I can imagine that some of the, um, the content might not as, might not have felt as maybe pertinent or like maybe it might've just kind of been a totally different, uh, vibe for lack of a better Mm. term. Um, how much did you find you were still able to kind of like use or repurpose in a way that didn't, kind of just simply put all your hard work to to no use? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of those songs we'd, as Nick said, written pre, pre-pandemic. So, yeah, we I guess, you know, a lot of our music, we kind of leave it up to the audience to be interpreted and how we um, and however they want to and fit it in their life and, um, and how they please. So, yeah, there was still a lot of that, but... Um, yeah, the the songs kind of all took on different meanings, and also we we're making, you know, it's dance music, which is like a 
which is like a genre of music that is only really digested in a large uh, crowd of, of, of people, which was <laughs> the most foreign concept during that period. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it was a bit funny making it at that time where, you know, probably more meditation music or something like that would have been more suited. But, um, yeah, anyway, still made it. And, um, it's yeah, it's been a pleasure to have had played at that shows um, over the past few months and to uh, been playing it in many shows going forward. Of course. Um, it is exciting. The As you mentioned, it is the 30p. Um, it is titled Breakfast with Ella, which is the third in a series of, I'm just wanting to make sure I get these right, Nights with Ruby and Lunch with Bianca. Yeah. But swap around. Lunch with Bianca was first and Nights with Ruby, yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how many more, firstly, how many more meals and people are we expecting in the discography of the mm-hmm. band? Um, the, this is, we've been saying this is like the, kind of the final chapter of this trilogy of, of EPs. So it's kind of this journey that started when we were like, man, like probably the 17, I think we were probably about 17 or 18 when we first put out Bunch of Bianca. So it's, and then it was been kind of like a, a concept that we, that suited like the music that we've been making and the way we've been making it so poignantly it was like let's just continue it on and um so yeah there won't be any there's no um brunch with uh yeah jessica (laughs) um this is the this is the last i can understand wanting to keep it to a trilogy but i am slightly disappointed that we might miss out on future um yeah maybe yeah we might just do like in like a year's a couple years time we'll do a, a something or something else just to throw a spanner in the works Maybe like a B-Sides uh, afternoon yeah. tea with Marianne or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when uh, I kind of want to chat about the origins of the band and, and how you guys actually got together in, in making music with one another. Yeah. How so, did, oh, yeah. yeah, we started, we were playing in bands when we were at high, uh, for, what's it called, primary school. Um, I haven't thought about primary school in a long time. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we were playing in bands at primary school, playing um, – Green Day covers and, um, you know, we were we were kind of really into that punk and rock sort of scene. Uh, and then as we went through school, two of the other band members we were in the band with kind of shifted off and, and started doing their own things and went, went to different schools. One of them moved overseas. So we kind of we were like, well, we want to keep playing music together, but we don't know how to exactly do it without... Uh, the two band members. So then we discovered, you know, DJing and Ableton and producing music and stuff. And then, yeah, we kind of honed honed our honed the craft a bit, just basically all through YouTube tutorials and talking to friends and stuff, and essentially taught ourselves how to produce music. Um, and then, yeah, it got to the point where we were, um, you know, we put together an EP and. Um, you know, found our manager, Dan, um, who we still work with today. And that was like six years ago now. Um, and yeah, and then started getting, my brother was working on a radio station called Georgia FM, which is kind of like our triple J pretty much like, you know, um, has like a very good foundation for like grassroots sort of musicians and stuff like that. So he kind of played some of our songs and played it to the staff and stuff. And then we ended up getting playlisted and then yeah, playing shows and yeah, it's, it's been a very snowball type progression. Like we haven't had like a breakout song or anything that's like exploded. It's just all been like a very gradual 
um, progression, which has been nice. I did hear a story that I was hoping you guys might be able to verify for me. And even I'm, I'm guessing you might be able to tell which story yeah. it is only by yeah, the look yeah. <laughs> yeah. you gave me. The, yeah, uh, the so, deploy story. Yeah, we 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 were following on him on Snapchat. He was here for a festival in 2015 or 16 or something like that, and we found out where he was having dinner. He was like having dinner at a, at a restaurant, kind of by where we were living at the time. And we saw on Snapchat where he was. We ended up just waiting outside the restaurant um, with a USB of our music, and he kind of pulls out in this um, you know black entourage of SUVs, and we banged on the window, threw the USB in. And then, like, about probably, like, three months later or even longer, Ooh. six months later, he like, we got the BBC Twitter bot tag being, like, Diplo and Friends, um, Saatchi. I think he played a song called No More. Um, and, yeah, and then he played another song of ours, Hold On, um, a bit later. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Whose idea was the, the USB stick? It was yeah, just something we were no doing. Idea. Yeah, it was we like were... 2016 or something, 2017. Oh yeah, but it was we, we would go around and kind of if we were going to shows, we would like take a USB of music because it was a lot of it was like DJs who like you know they find the music, they store their music for their sets on USB. So we we're like, oh you know, well maybe we had perhaps read it in a. Um, in an interview or, or somebody saying, you know, like, Oh, I found this music cause somebody gave it to me on a USB or mm-hmm. something. I can't remember exactly, but we were kind of just like hanging around the streets anyway. So we just put a USB in our pocket and, um, with some music on it and, and the hopes that we would give it to somebody and they would listen to it. I just love that story. I think it's a very, um, ballsy kind of gutsy move, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys just like, well, let's do it. And, and it obviously, paid off yeah well we gave we gave um one to like steve aoki and skrillex and post malone there's a few others that then obviously nothing ever happened but you know one out of four one out of five hit rates not actually that bad not at all and also you don't know that they've still got those um those usbs as you said it was six months for diplo maybe posties just yeah yeah holding on to that for a special occasion yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> the um the original start in bands like covering as you said um some more like punk orientated music is that do you think that element is maybe why i've seen footage of the band where you guys kind of you do incorporate both live instruments and the electronic is that why you've brought in the live instruments to keep that kind of um i don't want to say balance but it is a, it's an additional element on top of the other the other bits yeah it- I'd say like that having that experience of of playing in those bands um growing up definitely gave us that confidence to be be able to like to put together what the Saatchi live show is but I don't know if it was the the catalyst I think the catalyst was kind of like we didn't want to we were interested in kind of cur- like creating a whole show around the the music that wasn't just a DJ set like we kind of wanted to just be our music and uh, covers or remixes or self remixes. And then we wanted to think about the lights and the visuals and, and um, you know, I think we were probably at that time looking up to like the electronic acts that we love and that we had seen live that, that perform um, closer to a band than a DJ. So I think it was, yeah, a combination of all those things. We kind of just wanted to, it was also just like a point of difference thing. Like we, we recognized that we wanted to stand out and, and do something that wasn't really being done in our local scene. And um, so we kind of just set off 
set off um, on the journey and it's kind of been a long and incredibly um, fulfilling and also incredibly time-consuming thing. Like the last set, like we kind of change it up every uh, release schedule, like release um, cycle, but the last one we did, like we almost spent as much time in the studio working on the show as we did for like the the actual, like the, the EP itself. So it's like, it's this very um, considered, concise thing that is like oh, it's really really fun to put together um and if we were just djing it would it would still be fun and but it, it's kind of it's not really what the Saatchi live experience um what we want it to be yeah of course do you guys enjoy the other aspects of millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I guess being in a band and, and having to kind of come up with all these other different bits that aren't the music, like um, I know you said looking at your stage show, looking at how you want it to run. I think um, uh, I think Nick, it was the Down on My Luck video that you directed oh. as well. Like how, how do you find having those other aspects and having control over those? Um, we've, it's, it's like, yeah, we're totally, I think we both love different aspects of the band and there's it's we're pretty privileged to be able to like do like look up like you know partake in so many different facets of it like there's obviously some things that um are more enjoyable than others but we've always kind of been very very hands-on with like all the visuals and we've always talked about like Con, like ideas and concepts wider than just the songs themselves so it's kind of a, a very natural thing but um yeah it's uh the the video the video was kind of just like also just we had directed videos in the past like we would work with like we worked with a director called taylor mansfield who's amazing and a director called connor pritchard who's amazing um but you know we kind of had this idea and we were just like oh i think we can just do this ourselves i was i was keen to take it on and just from almost like a point of experience you know see you know um for them to be able to articulate my ideas in that medium you know more precisely as well um and also we just like it was just like one of our best friends produced it um and you know one of our good friends was like one of the leads so it was just this very kind of family like you know tight-knit thing which was an absolute joy um to to be involved in yeah, of course. The live show of the band, 
um, I know at the moment, like there's not as many kind of going on, but as we've discussed that it's in, it's in the pipeline. Uh, I think you guys have another gig in New Zealand in March of next year. Mm. Can we expect any kind of tour, both New Zealand and Australia for, um, in support of the new EP? Yeah. So we're, we're planning on doing Australia sort of, um, quarter one, next year i think that's yeah it must must be like february or something i think that's the loose plan and then we'll be doing um new zealand as well so yeah i think we'll be we're, we're gonna i'm saying i think uh but we are um but not not specific dates yet um but we'll be in probably melbourne brisbane and sydney unfortunately no adelaide on this run we're used to that in the loveliest <laughs> way we kind of get um we kind of yeah get used yeah. to that <laughs> yeah yeah no, but we, we love it in Australia. We've both got a lot of family um, in Australia and, um, you know, lots of friends. And we've been going to Australia for a few years and hanging out. And we're very much honorary Australians, um, apart from we don't support the Wallabies. And, um, yeah, we love it over there. I can respect that. Look, I'm not going to challenge that at all. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned before, you wrote uh, Take Me Back. Uh, take Take me back with G Flip earlier in the year, um, who is one of uh, yeah Australia's most well-known um, pop singers and drummers. Um, mm. How did that friendship kind of come about, or how did that working relationship come come about? I, yeah, currently we, we met through um, one of our friends, Geneva, who we had worked with in Melbourne, done a bunch of writing with in Melbourne. I think introduced us when we were living in LA, and we all kind of just hung out. And I think that was where the connection came from, or maybe. And then we've played a couple of festivals over your guys over over the ditch as well with with Flippo. So it can't, and then we've just stayed in touch online. Really, we've yeah, I can, we've not. I feel like we've just been friends. It's for one so of those, long. yeah, it's one of those how we how we how it started. Yeah, one of those situations where you literally can't think of um, how you met. But now we we I ended up we we had this song that we'd written in America with another vocalist and it was only kind of, we only really liked one part of it, but like, take me back. And then we sent, sent it over to, to G flip and she kind of came back with, um, like the more formed out version, what you hit, which was kind of what it's like on the record. And then, um, yeah, we just went back and forth on it. And then we worked with Montel, um, Montel 29.9, who's like an amazing DJ producer from here on, um, that record too. And he kind of just, added little bits and bits and bobs to it and yeah now it's out there in the world it is an incredible track as as we've touched on um one thing you guys have mentioned uh which i yeah want to touch on as well is that you did spend some time in los angeles i think you lived there for about six to eight months or so Mm. um when you were touring and in writing how was that experience compared to obviously new zealand and la very very different kind of places Mm, there's the there's this thing in LA called like it's just like the speed dating session culture where every day there's this probably probably like literally thousands of sessions happening every day because there's a million like all the publishers all the writers all the singers all the artists all the whatever producers are all in LA and this is kind of like this kind of buzz of just everyone's working on music the whole time and there's all these like famous studios and stuff so it's very exciting being a part of all that um, sort of thing. But coincidentally, I will add to that, that we spend a lot of time hanging out with Australians and Kiwis <laughs> over there, which I feel like is a thing that a lot of Aussies and Kiwis do when they're overseas is like, you know, if you're in Europe, 
and you happen to there's some other Kiwi or an Aussie that you happen to know that's in the same town as you, you'll be like, oh, let's go hang out with with that person because <laughs> we know them and we know that like they're going to get our jokes and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny like that, but it was it was awesome. LA is a LA is LA, so it's a very wild place. Um, but yeah, good times. I did enjoy the video. I'm trying to remember what you're promoting, but the video of going around Hollywood mm. and um, I guess, what is it? What is it called? The um, Like Vox Pops. Vox Pops. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I think my favorite was the woman you asked whether she'd come see the show and she said, yes, but I have a prior engagement on yeah, the show. Yeah, I have a prior commitment on the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we said, I think the actual question was, do you want to come to our show? in a month oh, in a month it was like a very vague thing and she was like i have a prior commitment on that day like we didn't even go <laughs> a specific day and then i was like oh, this, woman, this woman does not like us one bit but yeah we're, we're gonna do more of those box pops things we've done we did one in new york uh we did one in la we also did one at armageddon which is like a kind of uh comic con what's that like What's that sort of yeah, it's like an expo. It's yeah, like expo. New Zealand Comic Con. Yeah, we've been thinking about going to one of like the big anti-vax um, protests and just, but I think we could be getting that could be like getting on the on the side of like this could get dangerous for us if we got yeah. caught. <laughs> <laughs> we want you guys to be safe while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 we'd wear hazmat suits probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, because uh, the Vox Pops these days kind of um, is close, closely to like uh, social media stuff. Do you enjoy, obviously there's an element of interacting with your fans, but is like TikTok and Instagram something that you guys kind of enjoy and coming up with ideas to be able to engage with your fans? Yeah. I, um, before we even got into music, we were we were making videos, like we were making skits and like that's kind of, how I think that we picked up producing quite easily is that we already kind of understood like how to cut together stuff on Premiere Pro, which is kind of like a similar thing to Ableton, um, like in terms of like a, a timeline and you're organizing things. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like through that, we've always kind of had this thing that's like, we love making skits and we like kind of like not taking ourselves too seriously and making people laugh and, and um, stuff like that. So, and like TikTok's being like a platform that is, where that sort of behavior is encouraged. Um, but yeah, we've had, had a lot of fun over there, but yeah. Also just like massive, we're both like massive fans of like, um, like Sasha Baron Cohen and, and kind of the Monty Python stuff. And it's, it comes from a place of like, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the TikTok is a platform where you're not, you're not often like, like those Vox Pops, Vox Pops videos that we put together, like, you know, they're a bit more long form and there's a bit more like, um, you know, kind of idea to them and kind of purpose to them. But the TikTok stuff's a bit more, you know, it's a lot sh- like short form and it's just crazy to see which, which videos do the best. Like, you know, sometimes they're just the most bizarre things and sometimes they're really great. But this just this seems to be, I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know if I've, uh, yeah, maybe I'm just not part of that um, generation or just haven't spent enough time in it. But, um, yeah, I do love coming up with those ideas and kind of putting them together as as the more long long form pieces, you know, rather than just being like, oh, let's like put together something that's going to be thirty seconds and like will like evaporate, you know. 
I think more long form videos are kind of enjoyable. I think it's more these days you're just society, I guess, is a general. The attention spans are dwindling. Yeah. It's <laughs> something that we can't really deny or avoid. No, no, we have to kind of just play into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Will and Nick, usually uh, we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. If there was um, any record or any album or single at the moment that they're currently enjoying, is uh, there anything that is, yeah, kind of picked both your fancies? Man, I've been listening to this, I think she's Swedish, this girl called ML Bush who put out this album... Um, her most recent album, I can't remember what it's called. There's a song called Sap on it that I've been um, loving. The album, the album is called Skinned, which I've, that's what I've been listening to. Let me have a look. Get onto the uh, Spotify on repeat. Um, oh, the new Rufus album, New Flight. I love uh, Pink Panther S as well. She, I think she's great. Um Oh, Sam Gallatry is doing amazing stuff. And then just like, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of stuff. Hey, I'm always kind of like, so I kind of have this bad habit of listening to like on repeat is like a Spotify playlist that it makes for the songs that are on repeat. But like once you start listening to on repeat, like recreationally, you kind of just get trapped in this like on repeat thing. So you have to like, <laughs> physically, you have to force another song in there by like just playing it like five times in a row, and then it will put it in the on repeat playlist. But sometimes I'll just listen to the on repeat playlist, and it'll just be I can almost like guess the order of songs. <laughs> yeah, kind of like uh, foreshadow what's going to come up next. Yeah, do you guys prefer? Do you prefer like when you're discovering music, not as as a band, but as a in music lover, I guess? Mm. Um, do you prefer the algorithm, or do you like to kind of go out there and do a bit of searching? Um, on your own? Um, yeah, I I do listen to my Discover Weekly sometimes just to see like what it throws at me, but I always feel like yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't even know how I find music nowadays. Um, yeah, I or I find the stuff of late that I've been that I've been like connecting to and getting a lot from has been things that I've found. Even my friend, like, been working with. Um, I've been working with a friend on his record, and he's been showing me a lot of music. Um, but then also just like music, from, music from soundtrack. Like I love soundtrack music. Of like a lot of my favorite albums are soundtrack albums that I've found obviously through the films, um, or through the television shows or, um, you know, I don't know, but this last lockdown, especially I've been like, yeah, like to Will's point, like, um, not knowing where, you know, not, not knowing what that source is, just trying to diversify my sources. Like every day, like do a bit of a hunt and go down a YouTube rabbit hole or, you know, what, like listen through to, um, you know, a compilation album or, you know, listen to a DJ mix or a radio show or, you know, whatever it might be, or go on a blog. It's whereas, you know, sometimes it's like you get a, I get a bit complacent, um, not really seeking think these like new music out, but which then I find I tend to get in like kind of cyclical writing patterns as well, where I'm like just making the same thing over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think 
I think it's important to be looking for new things the whole time. And I think it's, especially as an artist and trying to be an artist that's making, you know, kind of boundary, boundary pushing for lack of a bit of a, lack of a better term, um, work, you know, um, Will and Nick, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, congratulations uh, on Breakfast with Ella. And we look forward to seeing you not here in Adelaide, but in Australia in, um, in Feb. One day in Adelaide. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Will and Nick for their time. Breakfast with Ella is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the EP or buy tickets to their tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Katie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where we'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.